When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, everybody, and welcome to The Bachelorette Wrap-Up. I'm Amy, here as always with the lovely Haley Strong. Haley, how are you doing tonight? Amy, I'm really worried that our listeners are going to catch me coming out of a bar, sitting at the bar with somebody from my past. I know. That would be, you know, that would be a sticky situation. I mean, it would be true because we have Rourke joining us, (gasps) our good friend. Joined us for a draft one time, has probably joined us a few times throughout throughout our, our, our tenure. Is that correct, Rourke? I actually was going to say, I think I may have drafted and then bounced. <laughs> <Is> that <laughs> true? Yeah, yeah, I, time. I feel like you stopped watching for a while. I think I did take a break and I'm back and I'm reminded why breaks are needed. <laughs> I'm so fatigued. <laughs> You're telling yes. us. <laughs> Yeah, I cannot imagine, you guys, dude. Oh my god, they like. There's a reason that basketball, football. There's a reason why baseball is exhausting. It's because it's the longest motherfucking season. Yeah, this is the longest season of our lives. Why is Bachelor trying to be a 365 day a year event? <laughs> I, I, it's terrible. We had like 12 weeks off, and that's it. I'm actually shocked it was that much. Yeah, might not have been. I must have been. Well, because wait, do you guys not podcast about paradise? No, we do. We only okay. Then then yeah, yeah, where's that twelve weeks between the bachelor ending and Katie? And Katie, got it. Okay, yeah, that was when I do talk. So I really nonstop. The people have been hearing my voice every week for I'd say probably three years straight. (laughs) Haley, I feel like you're an you're that TikTok instead of club another club no sleep you're like podcast another (laughs) podcast no sleep i'm like addicted to it i can't help it it's like this sounds bad but i'm i'm a bit of a commitment phobe which is shocking coming from somebody who's been in an ltr for for as long as i have yeah um but it's just i when i commit to a bunch of podcasts in a week i get very anxious um but like when I'm doing them, I'm so, like, I love doing them. But then thinking about it, thinking about any commitment, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I can't believe I have to do that thing. I, am, I regret saying yes to that thing because I don't. And then I'm in the middle of it. I'm like, of course, I had to do this thing. It's great. I love it. But yeah, it's been, like, it yeah. wasn't that bad or, you know, if it was yeah. <laughs> totally. I get that. Yeah. Don't like I don't want people to think we're complaining about podcasting no. and being here. We're so lucky. We love what we do. It's just I mean. Don't you get sick of stuff sometimes? (laughs) Yeah, always. And we're not sick of each other. That's for damn sure. But it's just. So and and this episode for me was a bit of a snooze. Like last episode was a little snoozy. I love Michelle. I don't love these guys. I'm I'm having mm -hmm. a hard time getting behind any of them. I want to I want to ask you a question. 
separate Michelle as a person from Michelle as the bachelorette. And as a teacher, I would like you to grade her. I'm not ready to do that yet. I feel like we haven't gotten enough Michelle as a lead. Yeah, you're being generous. It's like a solid B to B minus. (laughs) (laughs) Taking her personality, taking her as a person out of it. You're saying as a lead, she's not bringing enough to the table. Correct. But I I feel like she has like there's no table for her to bring it to. (laughs) I agree with that. But I think that there's. I'm just concerned about the editing in that they are showing us so much more of the men than her. Mm. It's, it's tough. Hmm. Yeah, you're right. I'm, I'm willing to stay open-minded about a few things. And, and one of them is Michelle as a lead. Oh, for sure. I think oh, for sure. I have a hard time not being biased about things and I like Michelle so much. So I'm always going to be like, yeah, of course she's a great bachelor. I like her. Um, that's just how my brain works. But it's just like it was. It was hard for me to put my phone down and pay attention to the episode last night. Well, before we get into that, there's breaking news. We always love when the news breaks prior to us recording, and this is big news. So, speaking of grading, um, what kind of grade do we give to the past bachelorette? For her um, relationship status, they are now, Katie and Blake are now broken up. Reactions. I mean, I'm... <laughs> go, for it, go ahead, go ahead. I want to no. hear this. <laughs> I was going to say, like, what were they thinking? <laughs> really? What was their plan? I don't think they had one, which Clearly. was with Aunt Leah, Leah, Lisa, Laura, Lindsay. Lindsay, I feel like that was her concern. Justice for Aunt Lindsay. (laughs) Yeah, I think that I relate to Katie in that I also like somebody who is independent. And I think she took that trait a little too far. Where you actually have to spend time together if you are going to date someone. Mm -hmm. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. I just, I'm a nosy little bitch and I would love to know what the breaking point was. Like, was it that he is currently in Kenya and she had no plans to go there? Because I would, I I feel like going into their relationship, she was very much into doing those things. Did she not, did he not want her to come? Um, What's she doing, frankly? um, Oh, you didn't hear? She did a stand-up comedy set in LA recently. She opened for Whitney Cummings and she did not do well. I was going to say, wow, the fact there are actual stand-up comedians screaming right now. (laughs) Holy crap. That's a gift. Yeah. Yeah. And then I, because I, I do spend some casual time on Reddit, I did see some comments, which I thought was pretty fair about, you know, she was mad at Greg for coming on to be an actor, but then she was trying to parlay this into a stand-up comedy career. And I mean, do what you want with the the fame and fortune that comes after being the bachelorette. But it is kind of like a little bit of an interesting point. Yeah, very. Mm-hmm. Yeah, whenever I would see her, she was hanging out with like all these other bachelor, bachelorette alums. And I was just kind of like, well, he is in Canada. They can't always hang out. But yeah, I thought they also, would have more Also, doesn't she plan. live with a guy from her season 
Oh, I don't know. Or did he just help her find that apartment? It maybe just helped her find that apartment because she moved to San Diego like every other bachelorette contestant and (sighs) a bunch of them already live there. Right. I could swear they're roommates. And I remember thinking it takes a absurdly secure person Mm. to tolerate that. Yeah, if they're not roommates, they are. She is hanging out with other guys from either her season or Claire's season, I think. So, yeah, it's this one. John Hershey. Oh, yeah. So that was a guy from her season that was like, I guess there was a spoiler for a while that he was who she ended up with, but she like barely knew him. But then that like made them become friends or something. So, oh, how odd. Yeah. How odd. But I, Um, yeah, I could have sworn that like a week ago I was, it was maybe on her story or something, but she was just like, oh, all these rumors, you know, like making it seem like everything was good when they would have already been broken up at that point. So, yeah. Are you, this is a loaded question. Are you surprised by the breakup? Yeah. No, because statistically, I would, that would be crazy to be surprised. Yeah. I'm surprised at how soon it is. Um, cause I think we thought they were a good match. Like we wanted to yeah. root for them, but yeah, definitely surprised by how quick it is. You know, <laughs> couldn't even let Michelle's season finish up, but so where yeah, do you see these? Do you see Katie and Blake being a paradise contestant? Either of them, both of them next year. I could see, I could see, you know what? I didn't think about that, but I could see the, both of them separately mm. or I could see everyone just trying to forget about Katie mm. I feel like I feel like we enjoyed her season but I feel like a lot of people did not mm-hmm. yeah it just seemed what like you, where did they were both work? did you like that season I felt like she you know I, I do hate to use this phrase but I, I have a feeling she was for the wrong reasons okay mm. yeah yeah it doesn't mean I didn't get a kick out of certain moments there's always good interesting stuff to watch on these shows but yeah i i i often find for me a good litmus test is do i want to follow them on instagram after Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. zero interest yeah yeah would you if she did another stand-up set in la how many dollars would you be willing to pay to see it over (laughs) under 15 and a half Oh, over. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I would also be interested in who was in the audience. <laughs> oh, okay. Good call. Great call. Just yeah. in the scene. Yeah. Yeah. I had seen the headlines about the breakup. Like, Katie Thurston, you know, breaks up with Blake after a stand up set. But I don't think there was anything like she didn't say anything in the stand up set or anything. It was just the Instagram announcement, right? Yeah. Exactly. Because yeah. that would have been, then you could really point to for the wrong reasons. If it was like a stand up, then like that's where she announced it. <laughs> Can you imagine? Also, the show is just like plummeting. What do you guys th- like? I don't understand how to conceptualize this show because the Instagram followers are bananas, and yet <laughs> premiere over premiere down ratings bad. So where where is the disconnect? What are how are people connecting with this show statistically? I don't know. Like, I think there's just a very like core fan base, and I think they spend most of their time on Instagram rather than Twitter. And they're like the 
I feel bad generalizing, but it's like the middle of America who you're like, you know, the people who are bored on Monday nights or, you know, if, maybe people who are not as jaded by reality television as the three of us have been over the last <laughs> 10 years. Right, right. I just like don't get the discrepancy between like, why are the ratings so bad? Anyway, whatever. Is it just a bachelorette thing? Like the mm. bachelor always does so much better. Well, yeah, it's tough to say because we haven't had a bachelor in a little bit, but Katie's premiere was lowest ever, and then Bachelor in Paradise became the lowest ever, and now this is the lowest ever. Yeah, so like keep, I want they keep benchmarking for lowest ever. <laughs> I, I yeah, I wonder if it's just that that meteoric rise is over. Like you know, or there's is that it the quarantine years? fatigue, like yeah, Haley was doing sure. like, so many shows now, like where it's like we can't keep up. Whereas before it was like desperate for content. That's a good point. Um, other news, Chris Harrison and Lauren Zima are engaged. So working that building up his positive PR, I guess. Yeah. Do you think he used a manly band to propose to her? I don't know if he's still tied to the collection. Yeah. The woman, womanly band. It was yes. a beautiful ring. I wonder if he got it from Neil Lane. Like, I was say, probably that, that's the question. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> Is it on the side? Yeah. I didn't see anyone tagged, but. I could I could still see that being buds. Yeah. Hopefully it's yeah, friendly rivalry. Um also sad news, um Sarah Trot from Matt James season her father passed away. She's one who left um because she, you know, felt compelled to go back. Um I believe he had ALS. Mm. So um, Yeah, that's sad news. I saw that. Very sad. Yeah. Anything else that you guys saw in the last since we last discussed bachelorette no i feel like i feel like there's all that you know the 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 headlines were dominated yeah um so let's get into this episode yeah all right so we start off we're doing um a school uh date so the teacher theme group date and um Haley, this reminded me a lot of I don't know where we've seen this first, but it reminded me of that one show that we watched where the woman was trying to have a baby. Oh my god. And they had a date oh, like very similar god. to this. And I feel like the bachelor yeah. could freely steal from that show and no one would really know except us. Rourke, did you ever check out the Fox Hit TV show of twenty twenty, Labor of Love? <laughs> I genuinely considered it, but did not. <laughs> Starring Marcus of Survivor Cabal. Hosted oh by yes, Kristen right. Davis of Sex in the City 1 and 2. Yes, and whatever show is coming out soon. <laughs> My favorite part of this was that these are hired actor children. Yeah, totally. <laughs> like These are not her students. They are filming this in Palm Springs. Yes. <laughs> like, the, and so I just love that like... The, the, that I think is part of what like there was no sort of like play between her and the kids. Like the rapport was very low. This is, this is affecting my grading. This is what I'm saying. Yeah. They were all mugging Um, for the camera and making like huge reactions. Like I'm sure they were coached very well about, you know, Oh, for sure. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Central casting really found something in her. Yes. Do you think they did a better job casting these children or the woman who had to kiss Connor at the VIP <laughs> finale or the bachelorette yeah. finale. Definitely the children. Mm. Yeah. 
Yeah. Hard, hard to get worse than the other one. But yeah, uh, the school date. I mean, it's a classic. It's even more so a classic when they're trying to do as much stuff on site as humanly possible. Mm hmm. Yeah, I have to at least, you know, give them credit. They did not put her in like a stereotypical schoolgirl or school teacher outfit. She was wearing a cute casual outfit. So give them credit for that. I wouldn't put it past them. Um, so Romeo on this date is like, I feel like there's always that guy that thinks is going to excel at the date because he knows all the answers and everything. Um, and then we had Peter starting to show his true colors in the game of musical chairs. So should they, did they need a referee? What did you think of this? <laughs> more violent Peter's just not a chairs. good hang yeah Peter sucks <laughs> I don't care how much pizza he makes or how good his pizza is like I'm I'm passing hard pass thank you yeah yeah I don't think that's the move to like make that a contact sport like just have fun with it um and she called it out kind of in her ITM like yeah this musical chair is bringing to light different qualities not all positive so we can read between the lines there um, and then they had the spelling test and you know, words like protein. Um, not everybody got that right. Uh, Brandon struggled with the spelling. Uh, not everyone's strong suit, but there was a moment where they had to spell the word narcissist. And Will took that opportunity on his whiteboard to write the name Peter because Peter was rubbing everyone the wrong way. Uh, Peter did not take kindly to this and fueled a whole feud after this. But um guessing we're all team will on this one or did he cross the line by doing that uh, no like would i have done it personally probably not i would have just misspelled narcissist like a chump <laughs> i thought it was kind of funny and i thought um peter just took it way too hard it's like it's a joke but chill like michelle doesn't think any differently of you um what will is saying on his whiteboard is not any indicator <laughs> like it's Michelle already hates you. So, like this doesn't this doesn't matter. According to him, he was shining on that group date. True. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. But that's the thing. I do think if you're on this show, you need to approach these with high energy. You gotta be game. Mm -hmm. And I am sure he was telling himself that's what he was doing. And yeah. the problem is he just very much over overshot the mark. Yeah, some men are just not good at things like, you know, being not normal, but like acceptable. Yeah, yeah. He probably thought it was like, oh, I'm just showing that I'm having fun and I'm competitive. But it wasn't like there was even anything to really win from this game that I recall. Not like Correct. the basketball date later on where you could win time. Um, And then we have the... Second part of the date is when the feud with Will and Peter kind of comes to a head. What I liked, which maybe this makes Michelle not a great lead, but what I liked is that when they were fighting and Michelle's in conversation um, with another guy, I think Olu, um, she doesn't leave. She doesn't like say, oh, hang on, I got I to gotta go see what's going on. She brings it up later on with Peter. I have a question. Yeah. Could she actually hear them? Because that's oh. that could just be a sound mixing thing you do in editing. That's true. 
because everybody's mic is on a different line. They just could put those two sound lines on that scene. Do, do you know what I mean? Right. Yeah, totally. Yep. So she could have just been, been informed that they were, yeah, that he was yelling and brought it up as if she, like, I heard there was yelling or I heard yelling. Yeah, that's a good point, too. Because it did strike me, like, when is she going to say, like, sorry, Olu, gotta go, like, like, can you hang on a second? So she didn't interrupt Because I think time. in that situation, I think if I were her, I would have said, what's going on? That sounds fucking crazy. I'll deal with that later. Continue what you were saying. We just had to acknowledge that, like, something psychotic's happening. <laughs> I feel like it's weird not to acknowledge what's happening around you. Yeah. And it's so stark. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's fair. America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit amfam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Um, we see her have a moment with Brandon. Um, this was bizarre. I thought so too. Um, she, he's like one of those, it seems like he's coming on really strong, but she seemed to be receptive to it. Like she called him out on having these really cheesy lines, but they still made out. So I don't know. What are you guys thinking? I just am not buying I'm not buying it I don't know it just seems a little I don't know I don't know a lot of these guys just aren't doing it for me I'm sorry Brandon's just one of them I totally agree this would completely make me cringe and die but I almost felt like her when she sat down with him the from the moment that they sat down I felt like her body language was leaning in for a kiss and so then when he said that it's like it even that didn't rise to the level of ruining it because then like her she was just like curling into him the whole mm-hmm. time it was wild and so she sort of pulled away when she was saying that's an absurd thing to say you don't know me well enough for that <laughs> like that's crazy um and then he kind of recovers and then she leans in for the makeout which is i feel like what she wanted from the moment they sat down and mm. so i don't maybe i'm missing something but there seems to be i mean i am missing something because i do not feel it at all mm-hmm. but there seems to be an attraction between them yeah maybe it was kind of like a hey i was already like we we're already doing good i was going to tease you a little bit for like not knowing how to spell but like please don't ruin it by like these really cheesy lines you're doing like he literally said um i'm just trying to remember every single part of you so i can go home and have a dream about you and wake up and realize my dream girl <laughs> is real Amy, I, I, I can't yeah. imagine hearing that and not immediately getting up to leave and quitting my <laughs> tenure as bachelorette like on the spot seriously yeah 
like I would just have to be like thank you but based on that I know we could never be compatible that you'd be willing to say something like that in front of millions of people (laughs) right right um, she said, not a good speller whatsoever, but there are definitely sparks flying with Brandon. Yeah, so we, we're not getting it, but. To yeah. each their own. Yeah. Um, so this fight with Will and Peter is. I guess Peter was just. Saying like it was really inappropriate for you to call me a narcissist. I was defenseless. Um, oh God, what do you mean you're de- like. Oh my god, defenseless. Like who like who care? What are you defending? Like Michelle does not care. She does not like you enough to care. You are getting the pity rose. I wish you could see that. God. Not even the pity yeah, rose, the, the drama. drama rose, the producer yeah, rose. Totally. She clearly hates him. <laughs> yeah, I mean both Peter and Will move on. So I guess like, hey, it's Bachelor, Bachelor at 101. Like if you want to stay a few weeks and maybe get a paradise invite and you know you have no shot i guess start these petty feuds but over you know people that she might have had a connection with um but back of the guy suite we get our first one-on-one date invite and what i thought was odd about this is usually there's not like the only drama around a guy getting a group date is just the other guys wanting it or Mm -hmm. an individual date um, and thinking that they were going to get it and just being jealous. But Jamie's reaction, did you think this was out of line Rourke when he's saying um, a big portion of this first part is, are you right for me? And then he says, personally, I have a wild life. I travel to third world countries with a day's notice by myself. Um, that like living on the edge life is not for everyone. I have to make sure she's right for me. I mean, I think that's completely true. Mm -hmm. I think, yeah. And like, it's almost, he's saying something that he's not really supposed to say, right? They're all (laughs) supposed to be there for her no matter what, bar none. And yet dating is a mutual selection process. And so, I I mean, I, I, I think that's entirely fair. Um, I also just wanted to say quickly, my favorite part of the Peter confrontation was he was very upset that he um, had been called a narcissist in front of the children. And he did it in front of the kids. <laughs> <laughs> that fucking slayed me. Right. Anyway, okay. Yeah, not you like shoving all the guys around in front of the kids. <laughs> not playing by the rules but yeah a narcissist in front of the kids yeah i have to agree with rourke that um it is very much like why shouldn't that be a consideration for the the people um the people on on the show um i i would say that the guys didn't like that he almost felt entitled to that first date because he feels like he should be able to i got whiplash from jamie this episode (laughs) yeah Yeah. i was gonna say when you said he got the first one-on-one i was like no that's the guy guy who was like crazy at the end (laughs) same guy (laughs) yeah yeah we we got a lot we got a lot of jamie content this episode Mm -hmm. yeah i mean i would like to I would like to know if you guys have ever done an activity and thought about why it was like relationships. <laughs> Never once in my life have I ever considered it. 
like hiking. I only oh, think about like when I what? watch the show. <laughs> like, yeah. what can they do this time? Well, what is this hike? Like? Why is skydiving like a relationship? Why is scaling a building like a relationship? Or why is ever... hot <laughs> in the middle of a in the middle of a desert like a relationship? Have you ever thought of like a certain hotel is the perfect place to fall in love? A certain resort, a certain city. Up, uh, yeah. Um, what's it? Indian Wells. Uh, just. What I always hope for a hotel with a tacky atrium where they seem to do all the rose ceremonies for some reason. Was there no ballroom? Right. Great question. <laughs> yeah. I, I was wondering if maybe he was doing the kind of like trying to downplay it a little bit, like in front of the guys, like not make it this big deal. Like, Oh, like she sees something great in me. It's just like, Oh, I'm going to be, you know, seeing if she's right for me too, but just maybe his tone or the way it came off, like I've got this crazy life and I can, you know, fly to Ecuador to have chocolate. And then, you know, is she right for me? That was almost more like the ego behind it too. Rourke, you're a big planner. Would you ever fly somewhere with like two days notice? It's funny you ask this. I don't know if you know this, but my boyfriend now is a very last minute person. Hmm. And so he will make international trips with about two weeks notice. Oh, wow. Yeah. It, I am letting go. <laughs> That's great. I, I would be interested in doing something like that. Um, my current husband, I don't, I don't think he could fully let go of his Capricorn energy and able to do that. Like he'll always come to me and be like, Okay, here's all the here's a list of all the things I want to do. Here's hotels we could stay at. Here's restaurants we could eat at. Here's this and that and that. And this is how much money we'll need. And we'll do this. And I'm always just like, okay, sure, yeah. Or we could just walk around in a circle and see what happens. He's like, what? What do you? What do you mean? What do you? What do you mean? I yeah. I I will say the flaw in a if he if Jamie's being serious about it being a true developing country on a moment's notice that is not sustainable just in the sense that sometimes you need vaccines sometimes you need visas that's not yeah. realistic no I, I would i would have to agree with you there yeah back at the after party for this school date um we see some other guys kind of get their one-on-one time uh rourke what are your opinions on um rick the guy who came with the silver platter night one and this time brought like a little mad libs. I thought the mad libs was cute. It's a little contrived in the sense that like, can we just like talk and if we want to kiss, we'll kiss. Um, however, do you guys think he looks like Derek Peth? Oh, oh now that you pointed out, yes, yeah. yes, I do. <laughs> like a little definitely. bit sweatier, but definitely the resemblance is there. But yeah, he seems a little nervous to me generally, which is fine. I would be too. That'd be me. Um, but you know, he seems like a cutie. I'd keep him around. Yeah. Do, do you do you vibes. see him making it to fantasy suites? No. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Is that wait? Is that a draft that you choice that you've made? I Rourke for five million dollars. I could not tell you who's on my draft team. Okay. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, and maybe kind of that Derek energy. He was a little bit, I feel like, more reserved on JoJo season two. Um, yeah, Michelle was impressed by the Mad Libs. I thought like he likes his gimmicks, but it kind of worked, you know, like he crafted it so that like they're filling in phrases and at the end it was like, and at the end they shared a blank. So, you know, what is she going to fill it in with? Obviously kiss. So 
To that end, I like that he left it open where if she wasn't comfortable, she would have said a hug. You know, like he it gives her a lot of leeway to say what she wants out of the interaction, which is an honorable thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. And if he is more nervous then it allowed him to kind of throughout filling that out, he could see that she's chiming in with answers like they have a lot of chemistry and they have a spark. So he could see that she's on board with him. So then we find out who, um, well, first Michelle pulls Peter aside and I saw a lot of chatter online that you can really see her teacher skills, like her de-escalation techniques coming out when she's talking to him. Like, so how do you feel about what happened here? And is this, you know, something that would continue? I mean, you might get angry at me sometimes. Are you going to yell? Maybe take some time and center yourself and, you know, then you and I can reconnect later. So I love this for her. Yeah. Yeah, it's well played. What are you guys like in arguments? Are you guys yellers? No. Um, I'm a crier. <laughs> and I will get heated. And Ethan will shut down. And then so I get frustrated that he's like not communicating at all. And so yeah. I will get a little yelly, but it's not like a it's not my go to. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't think I've ever yelled. Yeah, I'll make like a snide comment or something. I'll be like, all right, Love fine. That. <laughs> Maybe that's how, <laughs> that's how it's going to be. Yeah, Ethan will just give me the silent treatment, <laughs> which really frustrates so frustrating. me. <laughs> oh, that's just tough. tell me. Just tell me why you're mad at me. <laughs> I know you're mad. Just tell me. <laughs> uh. Let's see. Um, group date Rose goes to Brandon. So I don't know who else is really in competition for it then. But every, everyone is, on this date is so boring. Yeah, like, I know. But this is why I'm saying I think she's into him, like physically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the next day they have their Joshua Tree, the one on one date with Jamie. And yeah, at this point, I am thinking like, Jamie's on my draft and I thought it was looking pretty good throughout the state. She likes his um, confidence and that he's kind of the one encouraging her as she's uh, rock climbing. And she made a statement where she said that usually she's the one that's kind of encouraging or bringing up the guy in the relationship. So it was refreshing that he was the one um, coaching her. I also thought about it for a hot sackaroo. Um, and I just don't think Michelle's career will fit well with uh, what what Jamie wants to do. Mm. Like she she gets uh-huh. like three months summer vacation, sure, and one week in the spring. But mm-hmm. like she can't just be like, sure, it's October twenty seventh. Why don't we go to Ecuador for for a week for fun? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I feel like they didn't really talk about it that much. Um, like they didn't talk about kind of his current job um, as a biotech CEO or what, like for what he said to the guys, I feel like we didn't get that conversation of like, I'm going to see if she's right for, for my lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Um, but at dinner, we do get a very emotional story. Uh, I was not expecting this um, on the second episode. Um 
usually, you know, there there is kind of an emotional story on that first night. But yeah, this was um, Jamie talks about his upbringing. And I've noticed a lot of the guys kind of will compare. They'll talk about, well, Michelle, you mentioned that, you know, you've had this great example. Um, I didn't grow up with that. And so she made a statement like, I know that you don't have to grow up with that to achieve that. Um, And he talks about that he had a, um, his mom was 18 when she gave birth to him. His father was 21. They, they weren't married, um, but that he had a good childhood, um, did well in school. But then around his, when he was around 12, his mom had a lot of, or maybe that's just when he noticed it. His mom had a lot of issues with mental health and things started spiraling down. And when he was 12, he saw his mother attempt to um, slit her wrists. And that's when he and his sister would, somebody was always at home and like kind of watching out for his mother and not attending school. So um, he didn't have enough, you know, in school time to graduate. I don't know if he ultimately did, but, um, and then when Jamie was 24, his mom died by suicide. Mm, It's so sad. Mm -hmm. Like nobody, just the thought of a poor 12 year old having to like knowing, what that means and and like yeah. having to watch your mother like that it just I can't imagine and you know I'm I'm glad that he's been able to reach a place where he's accepted it and um from our view it doesn't seem like he harbors any resentment towards his mother as she was fighting a battle and and you know it oh god it sucks it sucks yeah. and it's so sad to hear mm-hmm. I will say they seem to have cast people who have I mean, I, I guess they couldn't have predicted the Joe situation with the coach, mm-hmm. but a lot of these people have like school related trauma. Mm. Interesting. Which, oh, she is more likely to inherently connect with. Right. Mm-hmm. And so like, obviously she's going to, you know, sort of have feelings about, I, I mean, anyone one would have a reaction to the story that Jamie shared. But mm-hmm. then also like, I'm going to be honest, I don't know that I would have, like I would have been able to be there and listen to what Joe was going through. But I do not think that I would have understood the loss of a coach. Whereas I think Michelle hundred percent got it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. True. Um. Haley, there is a private concert on the state. Oh my God, I saw that and I was like, you gotta be kidding me. You gotta be kidding me. (laughs) Caroline Jones. Anybody heard of her before? Congrats to Caroline. That's a negative. (laughs) Like, Bachelor producers, for a dollar, name a non-country music act. Yeah. (laughs) Like, please, like, maybe a pop, R&B, rock. I think Katie Season got that one, but only because he contacted them. I forget his name, but is it just that like i don't know a country act can be two people and it not be a big deal they're like there's no setup it's just like an acoustic guitar and a plug into a speaker like is that what the scoop is i don't know i just don't get it please please help me mm-hmm. yeah I'm i mean well. i love their chemistry here but yeah it's not our favorite type of date he obviously gets the rose um and from his bio, it said he had never watched the show, um, which 
I'm suspect on, well, I'm not sure because with what transpires later, because if he watched a lot of it, he might not have done what he did or, um, so I guess I buy it. I guess they, I guess I buy that. He hasn't seen much. What do you guys think? Um, do I buy it? I guess so. Um, it, it did seem suspect of kind of like the drama he was starting a little right. bit and that he, he, it felt like he knew that he was causing drama. Right. Yeah. But maybe it's just like, he didn't see. Maybe it's just like a natural <laughs> thing. He, he loves, he loves some drama. Maybe. Yeah, he is. Him. I mean, he seems in a like it's a reason I liked Hannah Brown, which is that he comes across as for television kind of unpolished. Mm-hmm. Like he just says what's coming to his mind without thought of is this going to be what the telegenic thing to say is, if that makes sense. Yeah. And so I think it's entirely it, it, that checks out. Does that just mean it's is it bad strategy? Is it not having seen it and just being yourself. And that means you step in it sometimes, you know, it's yeah. tough to say. Yeah. Um, so as you mentioned, Rourke, um, we do see Joe have a tough situation where he, he's FaceTiming his mom and she's delivering the news that um, one of his mentors, one of his coaches uh, named Ken Novak senior um, passed away. Uh, and this is, an interesting introduction to um, the next group date because we didn't see them as far as I know, get the group date card. Um, it's just Joe saying we're, we're about to go on this basketball date. And I think my coach would be the type of person who would want me to go out there and hoop. And so it's something that he's going to end up sharing with her. Um, and we find out more about his basketball background that apparently um, we hear when they go to the date, it's um, they have two um, WNBA players there, um, and Di- Dirica Hamby and Diamond DeShields, and we have Michelle in an ITM saying like, "I don't think these guys know like Joe's background." And I was thinking she was going to say something about like how they connected, how they DM'd, but that he was named um, Mister Minnesota's Mister Basketball in 2011. She was named. <laughs> she's like, and I was. Minnesota's Miss Basketball, except I was the runner-up that same year. So they really have like these connections. Like, whoa, that's so weird. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so I was starting to think, like, oh, did they meet back then? A, a lot longer ago than we thought. Was she harboring a crush for him this whole time? I think so. And I, you know, what I think happened is like he came across her like uh, explorer page and she clicked uh, on it and she followed him cause she recognized him yeah. and then just like slid into his DMS. They had a couple messages. He ghosted her, et cetera, et cetera. Like that's kind of what I think happened. Yeah. I was going to say, because something that we're missing is why did she slide into this guy's DMS? Yeah. <laughs> yeah and I, I would agree with you when I was a little perplexed, but I think the reason now that I'm seeing is that she recognized him from the this Mr. Basketball thing and she thought he was looking pretty good still. Yeah. And she could, that's a totally easy line. Like, Hey, were you like, you know, like, were you like in 2011, you know, <laughs> you look familiar mm-hmm. or something. So I know double player. Haley knows this, but 
So my boyfriend, Amy, he and I went to elementary school together. Oh, my gosh. And then we matched on Bumble. I did not recognize him. We have okay, not seen each other in 20 years. <laughs> did he recognize you? Like you have a unique yes, name. He did. Yeah, because I have a unique name. So he knew immediately and I did not realize that he knew <laughs> just because like the way he brought it up was bizarre. Okay. And so I was confused and was like, what the fuck is this guy talking about? And just like moved on. Yeah. And then he finally was like, no, we went to elementary school together. <laughs> like, is this guy trying to steal my passwords? Like, why is he asking about my elementary school? I love that story so much. That's such like a, a, a story we love. It's like a rom-com thing. Like, yeah. Oh, it's so cool. Um, yeah. I, I, you know what? Joe was growing on me. I wanted to be a little more mm-hmm. mad at him, but I just find him super cute. I find I him too. sweet. Um, I really like their chemistry and I just, yeah. I'm, I'm seeing them. And when they were playing their like little one-on-one in front of everybody else, it really did feel like they were the only two people in the room. I completely agree. Yeah. They had the banter. Um, they had that competitive, like they were just on the same level playing. Um, and the guys like totally were, picking up on this which is why i think it all spiraled with you know at least the guys on this group date were starting those like feeling those rumors i have a quick question yeah if in the end she ends up with joe mm-hmm. does this season feel like a waste of time is it kind of like the katie blake thing like where yeah. it's like okay hey they were dming it's kind of like oh this is obvious but she didn't know he was coming on no it seemed like it was a few years ago or I'm I strongly suspect they don't. Mm. Okay. Okay. I also don't totally get the vibe that they do end up together. I'm just curious as to if it feels like, oh, this was a waste of time. She could have just slid into his DMs again. Or she could he could have slid back into her DMs and been like, hey, sorry. True. Busy. I I guess the story that if I were them, I would craft if they end up together would, would be I needed the second chance with her. And this was the only way to get it. I am so happy. She welcomed me back and mm. I cannot believe I blew it early. Right. You know, I, you got it. You got to tell that story. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Cause who knows what even his situation was when she DM'd him. Like um, he could have been seeing somebody and maybe didn't want to reveal that, but just kind of message back and forth. She said it was only like two messages. So um I don't even know if you call that ghosting at that point. It just sort of like fades out. But um, yeah, it just seemed like kind of awkward for the other guys watching it. But yeah, I was living for it. I thought it was really cute. Um, and then they split the guys into two teams for a five on five. I need your take on this announcer they had, because I was sure that they added this guy in post because he was never seen. Yeah, with them. He, not, you. he was not in the same room. Okay. He was absolutely added in post. There's no way he wasn't. But then the bumper the at the end was him roasting them. I I don't I don't know. Maybe he was in a different room and he just did it. I, I do not know, but you're right. It did not feel like for one single second he was there at the time. Okay. <laughs> I very much agree. It was a like a was local so news anchor. It was a very strange choice. Like they couldn't get some kind of a local news anchor? Yeah. Oh, I just assumed he was like part of production. <laughs> yeah, I think they whoever was on like the Channel Five or whatever, the ABC affiliate. I think they grabbed that that's, person. That's brutal. Yeah, but he got a lot of airtime. So yeah, yeah, that was really okay, weirdly so done. Funny. 
Rest in peace, Fred Willard. Right? Oh. Do you think Fred Willard would have come back if Chris Harrison wasn't there? Oh, I don't know. It's a, that's a good question. I don't think he had any never loyalty come. to him. But yeah. yeah, I feel like they could have got somebody else. Um, and then I was sure that Joe's team was going to win because he's like the like practically yeah. pro level. Um, but they must have matched it pretty evenly nate the tallest guy was on the other side i love michelle kind of calling him out she's like nate you're not that far from the net like you shouldn't be missing it but (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, michelle has great chirp game like she is not afraid to mess with the guys a little bit so Haley, i was i was listening that's an a yeah (laughs) i was listening to um charlene's podcast that she does with her husband so charlene from uh juan pablo season and she said that the reason Nate is not a star player is because he's Canadian and that in Canada it's just not emphasized or funded. You know, she's like, it's totally that he's from Winnipeg. If he was in the U.S., like um, he would be dominating. Do you align with yeah. that? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, sports just aren't nearly to the scale they are in the States here. I mean, of course, there are some Canadians who do make it big, but they end up going to school in the states like like andrew wiggins i think went to high school in the states to begin with after after um his his basketball acumen was noticed mm. um yeah if you go if if you play basketball in university in canada it's not like that big of a deal <laughs> like it's coolsy but it's yeah i mean it's no we're hockey. not talking about yeah, I mean, we're not talking about Chris G, who who was um, who was a university athlete for yeah. the, the Mount Saint Vincent Mystics, you know, home of home of my degree. <laughs> He's also a tall guy, so also a tall guy. Yeah, so Joe's um, team loses, um, so the those guys are not going to get time. But there is an MVP award. Producer intervention. <laughs> we can't let Joe. Oh go. my god, this was like. I, the producers have been so heavy handed this season. It's been infuriating. No, just let Joe go home. Like, do it. Or have Michelle be like, I really want Joe to come along on this date. Yeah, like, I don't Michelle, know. Like, make her yeah. Make her call. yeah. Oh, the MVP goes to Joe. Like, this was just so, like, oh my God, of course. Yeah, it's like a TV show where the characters never actually die. You gotta have actual stakes on this shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't yeah, yeah put any yeah. stakes in these. Um, competition dates anymore. It's like they can do whatever they want. Like they'll invite everybody if they don't get like the the mix of guys that they want. So yeah, they definitely should. Cause, yeah, because then they could have you know a moment at the cocktail party. She could pull him away and say like, "Gosh, like you were the MVP. Like I really wish you had been on that date or something." You know, but it fuels all the rumors. You know, because the four other guys go back and talk about him and this must have been when jamie kind of gets looped in um but at the cocktail party um he talks about joe talks with her about the news that he got about his coach uh passing away um the coach was not he was like 90 something years old so it wasn't like probably unexpected but just to get the news in the house and um he um she like totally gets it like she probably like maybe even knows who that coach was. Um, yeah, probably. That's kind of what I was thinking too. Yeah, good point. So, um, I like this line. She's like, I do feel like we have this level of understanding. I don't know if it's basketball. I don't know if it's Minnesota. I don't know if it's both. And Joe says, I feel it too. And they kiss. 
So I could see that he would have that advantage of just like that familiarity that she might Mm -hmm. not know him really well, but just they have these this base level of like that. They they have similar touch points to go back to that mm-hmm. really none of the other guys have. Like mm-hmm. I, I mean, we we heard a lot of the guys mention basketball mm-hmm. in in their um their preview bios, but nothing like this, right? Yeah. So then the guy, the other guys are back at the house talking about Joe, um, who was the MVP, and um, we also see on the date Nate have a moment with Michelle making out against. A wall um he is not kind of getting into the rumors feeling i think it's when the guys like feel confident then they're good if yeah. the guys have nothing going on yeah <laughs> then um yeah i very much like work. nate's face too yeah yeah he's cute very cute um let's see the group date rose goes to joe so setting up more of that what a shock. <laughs> yeah. oh the guy who got the mvp medal getting the group date rose who could have predicted exactly uh, so it seems like the the ghosting drama um, that she was questioning him about night one she seems to have put that behind her uh, and then we get to the cocktail party so we get a few little mini dates here before all the drama unfolds about joe um the taste test, the apple taste test. Haley, how do you think you could do? Um, can you tell the difference between a Granny Smith if, and a Fuji apple if you were blindfolded? Um, I definitely. I could, I think I could pick a Granny Smith apple out against any other kind of apple. Yeah, I feel um, like I could pick a Honeycrisp apple outside of any apple. The rest of them, I don't know because I don't like them. Yeah, I love Honeycrisp apples don't love any other kind how about a pizza versus lasagna thank you i was like wait we're not talking about the egregious offense committed in this mini date where apparently this man just like hasn't eaten food before it's psychotic he also says he got over lactose intolerance he's like wait is this cheese is this cheese oh no i'm over it like that yeah trying oh, to save God, face I guess. So hard. this guy is just a bit of a moron <laughs> but he's like a fun moron yeah and we oh, saw that clip like he's gonna be streaking at some point right so yeah um yeah michelle seems into it but yeah that seems like it'll be an issue if he does not know basic foods <laughs> and then um all right let's get into this whole Jamie, Joe, um, let's see, who else, who, who else was involved in this? Martin. Um, Martin is kind of bringing up, it seems like they know each other from before. I'm confused here. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to understand what exactly Jamie is tattling <laughs> and what is him sharing something that he actually personally experienced and therefore for is the rat himself like, i'm just confused <laughs> yeah so for those Strange. who are listeners only not viewers jamie, <laughs> yeah, break it um, down. jamie mentioned to some of the other guys that a friend of his who, who lives in minnesota and is a big fan of the bachelor um was at a bar and his friend walks out of the bar and sees somebody walk in and was like, Oh, that person's looks, looks familiar. Um, and then 
he walks back into the bar, sits with his girlfriend and the girlfriend's like, oh, that's Michelle. She's the next bachelor. Um, and she was sitting with a guy and um, he was like, oh, my buddy is going to be on on this season or something like that. Um, and then his friend told him this. And I, I feel like we're reaching here. Mm-hmm. At first, I was wondering if Jamie was lying about this, this whole scenario, like my friend in Minnesota. Also- is the implication that she was dating somebody Joe. or that Joe? Was my, that was yeah. my understanding that he was trying to describe Joe. But then why does he come to her by saying, I don't care? Like, yeah, but but everybody else seems really whipped into a lather about all this gossip and rumors. And it's like, but you put those balls in motion, right? Yeah, I mean, other guys were talking about that. It seems like they know each other. But he's the one that had the information that, you know, before he came on the show, they, his friend had talked to somebody else and said, like, oh, she's already booed up. And one, why didn't he just mention that on their one-on-one date if that was a concern of his? And two, like, yeah, why is he telling Michelle? Yeah, they had heard that... <laughs> Um, you were already booed up with somebody and like he never said that it was his friend, right? He just said like No, he somebody... said he I yeah, it says my friend from Minnesota. Okay, he told her that part. Yeah. So I feel like if I was Michelle, I'd be like, Well, why didn't you bring this up to me earlier? But yeah, he's the one he could have kept that all to himself and none of these other guys would be dwelling on that. And I think it's just like a matter of one more episode that he gets found out because he specifically told that same story to one of the guys. Right. And they could just say like, well, Jamie's the one that told me that. <laughs> right. But that's why I was surprised. I mean, maybe it's, it actually probably is smart in the group setting where she was like, okay, who is it? Yeah. Dead silence. <laughs> yeah. Nobody. What was interesting too, is like when she brought it up to the group and saying like, okay, I just want to make sure like, you know, people might be questioning me and she spells out um, there, you know, maybe I've known Joe before, but um, I, we just messaged and that was it. I've never met anyone before the other night when you all arrived. Um, But why didn't, it seemed like a lot of the guys had no clue what she was even talking about. (laughs) Like, I think. Yeah, no. First group date everyone except like five people were like what is going on and she left like she and she was like oh nobody has any questions which i i don't know i felt like was a little unfair but you know i she was she was a little pissed off at the moment which don't blame her yeah but then all the guys were like what is going on can someone fill us in here (laughs) i think the move would have been to maybe say that in front of michelle so it'd be like listen i'm no part of this like yeah just want to clear up that like I don't even know what this is referring to so you know not to like sort of stand out but just to sort of like I don't know separate from from the drama because yeah, yeah. now yeah, she's lumping everybody be a great into part. it um, so of course she cancels the cocktail party so we see um, Taisha and Caitlin come announce that but yeah the guys once she leaves the guys are all talking about trying to figure out and they're on this mission to figure out who did this but I, I did I love, love like the scenes of like 
Nate talking to Jamie, like you get it, right? Like you're just like Jamie's pulled into all these conversations. Like obviously it's not going to be the guy that was on the one-on-one. Like why would he, he would be confident. He has the rose. Like it's not going to be him that, that brought this up. So um, I was wondering if like maybe some of the other guys like Martin were wondering, like, could she be talking about me? Cause they were talking about it. Like, did she say somebody told me this or just that she had heard that the guys were talking about it? Because like, if she could have heard it from a producer or something, maybe they're like, Oh, like she could be mad at me for questioning it. Mm-hmm. So maybe he has a way out. Jamie has a way out to get around this, but um, yeah, it was really odd for me that he was the one fueling it. You know, I wanted to really like Jamie and now I'm like so conflicted because I guess it's a smart move. Like he's now like her trusted confidant. Like she didn't seem to have a negative reaction to him bringing it up to her. But it doesn't usually go well for this guy like Aaron. No, it it certainly doesn't. Nor do I I think he really like cares that much. Mm. I think I think he's here for an adventure. Right. Mm. Like that's what it feels like. Mm. Yeah, maybe. Um, so yeah, the cocktail party is canceled. Got to do this a few times a season, so they found their opportunity. I was getting real worried where we weren't even going to get a roast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, at least we have that. Um, so let's see, who do we lose tonight? We lose Hardeep. Give him a follow on Instagram. Very attractive. That one one hits the heart, you know. He was my We're losing like the sweet guys, I think. Like they're not causing drama, like in favor of keeping Peter and Will around. Um, PJ, who actually won the musical chairs um, and had the like great entrance with the uh, fire truck. We saw them playing um, beanbags, bags, cornhole in this episode a little bit, I think, like a mini date. So didn't get much of him, but I was excited to see a little more of him. Um, Alec, we lost. And let me see. Uh, Daniel, the other, both firefighters, I think we lost, right? So that's not her thing. Yeah. So, and then coming into the ceremony, um, Brandon, Jamie, and Joe. Thank you for your sacrifices, gentlemen. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, and then we talked a little bit about that closing scene where it's just the basketball date again and the local announcer is like seeming to come up with like wacky facts about the guys that weren't real facts or something. So it was not as hilarious as Caitlin and Tasha and Michelle made it seem, in my opinion. <laughs> um, anything from the preview that stood out to either of you? <laughs> I'm going to be honest, I had to mentally tune out by that point. <laughs> yeah, you're going to have to remind me of some of the details of the preview. I was so yeah, tempted was again this week guys. at like <sighs> 9.40 to be like, I, I can't watch this anymore for the evening. We'll pick up the other 20 minutes tomorrow. Right. Um, yeah, I think the only thing that stood out to me is Rodney um, running naked up the stairs. So. <laughs> you know how I feel about nudity? That's... Not for me. Thank you. <laughs> no, thank you. All right, so let us get an update of our draft. We are um, competing against Asia. Um, Asia is um, eating us, Haley. <laughs> she I keeps- mean, to be expected. Um, 
Shout out to George for getting us the draft results, even though his uh, beloved Atlanta Braves have made the World Series. Ooh. <laughs> um, so Asia has 43. She has um, seven people left. She has only lost, um, let's see, Daniel, which was her last draft pick. So good call there. Um, I am only down to five people. So I've cut my draft in half, in half, draft in You're half. Joe. Yeah, I do have Joe. So I was feeling good about that. I have Olu. Um, I apparently had Rodney. I didn't know that. So <laughs> I guess I have to root for the streaking guy. Um, <laughs> Jamie and Chris S. Okay, he's invisible. And then Haley, you lost Hardeep. You still have uh, your number one pick, Leroy, who's also invisible. But hopefully we'll see more of him. Yeah. And so rounding out the scores, let's see, we have um, Asia with 43. I have 35. Haley, you have 27. So I think I got some uh, with Joe and Jamie. I think that helped me out this week. Yeah, Asia and I still have the same amount of people left, but she has nearly <laughs> double the points. She has an eight on her team. Yeah. Uh, I think she has Rick as well. So and the Brandon guy so she got a lot of kiss points yeah tough luck for me I don't think I have anyone on my team who's like going to make it past week five <laughs> uh, that's what I get for not doing any research whatsoever on these people <laughs> alright so let us get into audience questions alright this is from Sarah Noor do you think they cancel the cocktail party because it's past midnight and they're tired? My friends watching last night kept going, why is she so emotional? And I was like, she tired, y'all. She's just tired. They get this drama on purpose by torturing them to stay awake. I would also be tired. Um, I don't do well past 10 p.m. Amy knows this whenever <laughs> we have to podcast past 10 p.m. And I'm like... Hmm. It's past 10 p.m. Sounds like bedtime. <laughs> We'd have like morning brunch cocktail parties. Yeah. If I was a bachelorette. You should be podcasting with Asia about Meredith for a sec because every once in a while we have to record in the morning. <laughs> and it's like, so your 10 p.m. Haley is my 8 a.m. <laughs> yeah. 8 a.m. Am I supposed to like yeah. remember what happened on the show? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I could see if you're the lead. You know who you're going to pick. The cocktail party isn't going to make a difference. You would try to pull that move every time. I just don't enjoy it. <laughs> because it's just fake drama. Like, the guys act like they had a chance, you know, mm -hmm. to make, make a switch. I was going to tell her about my childhood trauma. And that would have made her keep me. <laughs> right. Um, Rourke, do you know who the next Bachelor is? I don't know. Haley, yes. have we talked about it? Um, we talked about it in the draft. I had an invisible man who has received no screen man. time. It's so <laughs> right. fucking weird. I I have accidentally stumbled upon it since our, our, our last meeting. Okay, so we all know. Should we acknowledge it or just answer this question as though, because we have a question from Will. Given that we know who the next bachelor is and he's from the season, shouldn't they be trying to highlight him more? I legitimately forgot he existed until the rose ceremony. If they were insistent on choosing this lead, couldn't they have gone okay so we'll have to acknowledge it um so fast forward it a little bit if you don't want yeah. to know I, mean, I, can, I, can, I can speculate just from a production standpoint why yeah. you want a quiet edit to the first mm. little bit here mm -hmm. where if if you think of 
the bachelor and bachelorette, not bachelor in paradise, but like the two main franchises as something that sort of goes from high drama and hijinks to love and maybe emotional drama, but less the gossip and Mm. sort of ridiculousness among the contestants, then you want this person out of the fray of the bullshit of the beginning. Mm. And you want his runway on ramp, whatever to be in the emotional back half of the series. And so I have a feeling they'll onboard him shortly, but I, I, I don't think it it's entirely... It did show entirely... up in the preview. It did show up. Oh, good. Like, they actually Noted. kiss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, and, we'll do yeah, something yeah, in yeah. the season. Um, yeah, that makes sense. Like, if he's not involved, like, it doesn't make a great lead to have somebody that, like, a Peter or something. Yeah, I, I think that's, a, like, a, an excellent point. I will say that I feel like he's been getting some confessionals that More. I feel like he's only getting because he's the mm. next lead. Yeah, yeah. Like he's getting some narration points where I don't think his voice is actually necessary. <laughs> right. Um. So that's so that's my opinion is that I feel like he's been showing up more than I expected. Yeah. Or like um, he he's almost like true. out of place in some spots. Right. Like a reaction, rolling the eyes when Jamie's talking or something. I'm like, I would not even notice that he's there if I didn't know that fact about him. You know. Um, but it just has you paying attention to a little bit more. So Will wants to know, um, why couldn't they have gone with Rick, who has shown much more charisma? To me, Rick is kind of creepy. <laughs> like, yeah. Once I saw his head on the platter, that's kind of my thought on that. But And he kind of mumbles, like kind of like a Nick Vial. So that could be... Maybe they don't I'm really that. into Casey. I think his confessionals mm. are hilarious. Major robot vibes, but yeah. I love it. Yeah, Casey's like the older, the older one, like 35, and yeah, he would sort of had no problem like making digs at the guys. I also loved how he really nuanced some of his confessionals, where they clearly were asking him like, "What do people think of um, right. Peter?" And he goes. I can't speak to others' experience of Peter, but for me, I was like, I fucking right? love this guy. Put words in. Yes. So funny. Um, Justin Feinberg, how long until Will moves in with Aaron and, and James, the box guy? Will they have more fun bashing Peter or bashing Thomas? <laughs> I love this. I think Peter's the new blood. I think they can't bash Thomas because he's like in a happy he's relationship now. with Becca. And like they're, yeah, I don't know about that. But um, yeah, I, I think now they have to lay off of Thomas because um, he's not a villain in bachelor nation anymore right and something tells me like if katie were to show up in paradise like i don't feel like she would have like the kufrin like okay like becca made the like made it okay for a lead to show up after you know their their relationship ended but i don't i don't feel like people would think of her as like the royalty you know because no, her season was, no like, they'd be like, like this is where you belong to yeah, <laughs> like it's not going to rehab your image if you go for the, the former bachelorette <laughs> uh, and then we have an email from George hi ladies thanks for always 
covering these seasons. Does Michelle have a different definition of friend than us? For the school date, she told the guys she had three friends joining them, and it turned about turned out to be three kids from Central Casting on the basketball. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> on the basketball date, her two friends were WNBA players. She's never met these people before, so is there a better word to use than friend? Or is this a teacher in her coming out? How she would introduce to her students anyone visiting her classroom? Oh, that's a good point. Like that's a great point. We have. Like, boys and girls, we have some friends joining today. These are my friends. Yeah. Yeah, because I think in Bachelor world, it's like a friend is Jared and Ashley I or something. Like, it's someone from Bachelor Nation um, or a true one of her friends. Uh, who selects these singers for the date concerts? How do they manage to find people I've never heard of, but the lead appears to always know? Are they chosen by interns and the lead just pretends to know who they are? Um, I need the bell. Yes. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or does absolutely. the lead provide a list of their personal favorite but undiscovered talent? No, no. I just the the only one I've known in probably the last five years was Chase Rice, and it mm-hmm. wasn't because of his music. Yeah. Becca got Robin, guys. Oh, lest we what? fucking forget. I thought it was Betty Who. Oh, was it Betty Who? Oh, Robin's yeah. way better. Damn. Okay, but she that Betty was the who only one. Bops. Betty Who does have bops. And I think, wasn't that Blake that, like, technically, like, planned it or something yes. for his hometown? Yeah, that was his hometown. So he knew she liked her. Um, or the yeah. producers told, you know, but... Yeah. Yeah. So that's, like, one of the very few where it's like, oh, this is somebody I actually know and, like... Um, yeah, it's sort of like who, especially now, who is willing to quarantine and like go to Joshua Tree or go to Indian Wells or wherever they have that second portion. Um, because I think on Katie's season, like they had to like do a true quarantine at that resort and not speak to anyone and just you know, so it's not the best, but it is good exposure for them, I guess. Um, and then he also wants to know, are the ads for Senior Bachelor gone? I saw some for regular casting, but don't recall seeing any this week for seniors. Maybe it's already cast. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe it's. We're not doing it. Amy, we're not doing it. I can't. I cannot do it. I can't do it. If it's in March, I can't do it. Oh, my gosh. No, immediately. No, I've seen what I need to see and immediately. No, I feel like I'd only tune in if there was some kind of stunt casting, like somebody's mom or something. I would have to watch the premiere. I'd have to know. Oh, my God. Peter's mom. (laughs) (laughs) She'd have to host, right? Because she's in a happy relationship. Yeah, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Throw Aunt Lindsay. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I don't think she's a senior. She's, she's definitely not. Five. She's my age. Oh no. We're all old. <laughs> the geriatric bachelor. There's somebody on that season who's 40. Yeah. I did just have a 39-year-old man tell me that he's probably closer to my parents' age. I was like, how the fuck old do you think I am, dude? <laughs> What? Yeah, it was crazy. I was like, no, I'm a month away from being 32. <laughs> it was fucking wild. Oh boy. I, I just, did hear yeah, Kenny. Like it's just it, time has lost all meaning and so has yeah. age. Kenny and Mari. Um, I heard him on a podcast and he's like six years different from Mari's dad. Like he's 40. <gasps> her dad is 46. Oh, that's that's a upsetting yeah (laughs) (sighs) let's see and then um george also says finally i miss getting a question in for the premiere have you shared what your gimmick would be coming out of the limo i feel like we have in the past but i don't ever remember 
my answer. I think um, I wouldn't want to do a costume. I think a vehicle, an interesting vehicle, is kind of the foolproof way to go. What do you think, Haley? Um, my new idea, tandem bicycle, just me on it. Probably fall Ooh. off. Get them to hop on with me. I That's seen so that one. cute. That's really good. That's really good. A cute Except basket in knowing front, me, I would fall bells. off of it in front of in front of the lead. But like, that would be charming. Oh, thank you. Yeah. yeah, that'd be like the klutzy quirky girl. Ugh. Yes. <laughs> I know, right? Work, do you have I'm an tired idea? tired of being the klutzy quirky girl. <laughs> You know what, Rourke? I thought about it. I think, I think you might curse me every time you come to my podcast. That week, I suffer a severe injury. Oh no! So last time when you came on the Top Chef podcast, I suffered um, a bad bike accident in which I oh yeah you did fell walking my bike across the street and badly sprained my ankle and scraped my knees real bad. This week. Um, Ethan had made some uh, wooden tombstones um, to decorate our front yard with. Um, And the four of them together were about 20 pounds. Uh, Somehow I knocked them over and they fell on my toes. Oh, no. Which hurt real bad and they bled a lot. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) So as much as I love you, you might not be able to ever come on the podcast again. Yeah, I was going to say, this is my swan song. (laughs) we'll see we'll see next time we have you i have you on a podcast if if it happens again then i then i know it's like the third time you know that's that's really like breaking yeah all right we have one more email Haley. who is this last one from because i think it maybe got cut off my bad i'm not good at uh, sending emails i'll read it and you can you can chime in at the end i think it's from jackie (laughs) okay um she says, love the podcast, makes watching the show better. I saw this interesting Reddit post that looked at the actual jobs of some of the contestants versus what is listed on the screen. The second attached screenshot is for the link. The first screenshot is and is hysterical. I never watched in time to post a question, but I had a running one that was asked last week about who would you want to show up for Michelle and you didn't mention. Easy from Tasha season, who I think would be awesome okay after we got that question like then i had all these like i could not come up with anyone from clarentatious season that wasn't on bip but then i realized like mm-hmm. there was a ton of them like andrew from katie's season um Ugh, clarentatia andrew, had, andrew um, s is i love him yeah what like, a mistake katie has made <laughs> seriously justin like he would be good to show up for michelle i feel like Mm-hmm. Um, mm, I like Justin from Clarentatious season. Ben, like, I'm not a huge fan, but like, I could see him like being another person that they could bring in. Um, yeah, so there's quite a few. <laughs> like, how could I not think of any of these possibilities? But, um, and then how long until there is a pizza date that makes Haley hate eating pizza? Uh oh. If I don't know, I really don't want to hate pizza. I really don't. Um, I do. I do have the screenshot with their careers. Yeah, okay, okay, I want to hear. So Jamie's is biotech CEO. He started a business called Sanctuary, which makes air purification systems for homes. Garrett is a tech CEO. He started a company called Dark Energy, which I'm sorry is barely a tech company in my opinion. This is from the Reddit post. Okay. In my opinion, they make customizable mobile power products for businesses to put their logo on and give to clients and employees. I wouldn't be surprised if this was just drop shipping. Ryan, environmental consultant, owns an environmental consulting company called Fox Unsight Solutions. Um, P. 
Peter, pizzapreneur, owns a pizzeria. Definitely a true pizzapreneur, 10 out of 10. <laughs> uh, Romeo is a mathematician. Um, so that's a data scientist at Ramp, a spending management software. He had a PhD in mathematics, so he definitely gets to call himself a mathematician. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> Will is an academic interventionist. Turns out this is real. ZipRecruiter defines an academic interventionist as an educational professional who oversees behavioral and academic issues at school. Uh, LT is a yoga, yoga, oh my gosh, yoga guru. He is a personal trainer and a yoga instructor. Oh, Rodney on Instagram, sir. And he is Clint Eastwood's long lost grandson. Is that the only reason he's still there? Because we have seen nothing of him. Oh my God, I couldn't believe he got a rose this time. Uh, Rodney is a sales rep, uniform B2B sales representative at Sintas. Chris G, motivational speaker, lead content producer at Skills Canada, a nonprofit that helps youth explore careers and skill trades in tech. Nate is a sales executive. He's a senior account executive at Indeed.com. Spencer is a financial crimes analyst and he's an anti-money laundering analyst at KeyBank. That's all we have for that. Fabulous. What's the best? What's the best Chiron career? Pizzapreneur. That's it. Sorry. It's, is pizzapreneur better than pantspreneur? Whatever happened oh, to pantspreneur? <laughs> I mean, everybody wants you need you need pants, but you also need pizza, and pizza is like more interesting to talk about. Yeah, but I could wear a dress. Yeah, true. But I can't not eat pizza. I don't know if that's that's a thing. I'm surprised they haven't done the preneur in between. Andy season and now because <laughs> that's yeah. the last we saw the pantsopreneur. Um, do you have any takes from Doug for this episode? I do. He's back from back vacation. Congrats, Doug, on your vacation. Um, so number one, how long actually until Blake shows up? Uh-huh. <laughs> um, second take is a little bit more serious, but I do think it's important. Uh, Doug says, please remind folks they can call 1-833-456-4566 in Canada or 1-800-273-8255 if they are thinking of harming themselves and they need someone to talk to. I was upset that these resources were not shown on the online live stream I watch in Canada. Instead, they ran a condom commercial. Please do better, CDTV. I think that is a completely fair request. Very. Because I, I don't, I didn't see it um, on the live broadcast either. Mm. Um, he also says, "What's more of a red flag? The fact that Brandon can't spell basic words, his diamond stud earrings, or the fact that he sounds identical to Kate McKinnon's impression of Justin Bieber on SNL?" <laughs> um, I've done a deep dive on this resort and there's no shell room. Do you think this complete lack of interesting amenities is why Rick needed to resort to a romantic Mad Lib he'd likely found in a children's book section at the airport to impress Michelle? Um, before a Peter Rick slander. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, are you a Rick apologist? I kind of am, actually. <laughs> it's okay. Nicole Horn commented on our uh, Facebook thread and was like, I am I I would simp for Rick. I can't help it. <laughs> um, before Peter said a word, I judged him and determined that I probably wouldn't like him. I kind of felt bad about this character flaw of mine. Then Peter spoke and I celebrated my amazing intuition by eating cold pasta in bed as the episode continued on. Um, has Tennille Arts 
become too big for the show? Who is Caroline Jones? And what has she done to surpass Tennille Arts or some other artists that one of the cast members hooked up with? <laughs> um, and then the last take, Mari, this is directed towards you. I recently watched an episode of AEW Wrestling and was shocked by how closely the petty drama compared to The Bachelor. With that said, I think, oh, I thought you're asking to go on Mari's podcast. That said, I think you should definitely go on Mari's wrestling podcast and offer the perspective that only a delicate person could bring. One day we will go on Mari's podcast. Mm -hmm. We promise. A dream. (laughs) She just records when I work. But Mm. that's, you know, yeah, it is tough. (laughs) Working. Ugh, why? Speaking of which, I need to return to work. (laughs) Oh, sorry, tonight? Oh yeah, I work until like ten usually. Oh, oh my god. Gosh. Do not sign me up. Where, where can people where can people find you? Yes. I you know, we did I didn't even mention that you have a great new podcast that I oh, love listening you. to every week. And I pretend I pretend like I'm in the conversation with you guys. Like I am that meme of like the person looking at the poster while two people talk. But please tell us everything yes. you're up to. Yeah. So um I my friend Allie is big on TikTok and I am riding her coattails. She is a dating coach and um, her brand is called Finding Mr. Height. It is a pun on Finding mm-hmm. Mr. Right. Um, we get a lot of hatest or um, oh. heightest comments um, that we hate on short men, but whatever. Anyway, we do not. Okay, and- but, but for those poor short men, they need to keep in mind that you both are very tall. Yeah, Allie's like six one. Yeah. So, yeah. So anyway, so Finding Mr. Height on um, TikTok and Instagram is her account. The podcast is called Finding Mr. Height. We talk about dating. We answer questions. Um, it's very fun. It's um, it's silly. And then we like rant about um, Fuckboy Island and Bachelor sometimes, too. Yeah, I, I have been absolutely loving the podcast. I love listen every thank single you. week. And then I will text Rourke my feelings after. <laughs> that is it's my favorite thing. Um, and then, yeah, I'm private on Instagram, but I accept most requests. R-E-V-L-1-2 if you're so inclined. Amy, where, where are people finding you these days? Oh, switching it up. Um, you can find me on Twitter at RHAP Recapper and podcasting about Married at First Sight with um, our lovely draft partner, Asia Welch. And so that's on the reality TV Rehab Ups feed. Um, I joined Rob Sestrinino this week on the feedback show to talk about Survivor. And that was a heck of a lot of fun. So you can find that in your um, main feed. Or if you want to watch me um, move around in my chair for an hour and a half, you can check out the YouTube video on Rob has a website or Rob has a podcast YouTube channel. Um, Yeah. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at each strong underscore. Check out everything I'm reading at the strong library. That's it. That's all. I learned from that podcast uh, with Rob that um, Ethan will step in. Should you should you get an injury, Haley? (laughs) Yeah, he's down. He's DTP down to podcast. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) All right, Rourke. Thank you so much for joining us. This was so much fun. So we feel very lucky. Thank you for thinking of me. Of course. All right. Until next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.